You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 187, The Power of Social Media for Performers, a Broadway Con Discussion, featuring Maggie Berra, Tyler Joseph Ellis, Kaisha S. Hugley, and Kara Rose DiPietro. Let's get started. My name is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Berra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Hi, everyone. For those of you who don't know us, we'll introduce ourselves in just a moment. My name is Maggie Vera. I am a New York City-based actress. I am also the founder of Actor Aesthetic. Um, Hey! Okay, come on. Um, It's a podcast. It's a blog. It's an online learning community for young artists who are looking to pursue this life full-time as a career. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, Back in, uh, when I was going to school at Texas State University for uh, musical theater, um, I noticed that there was an informational gap between the the schooling and college programs and the real world and how, you know, when you pursue this professionally, what are all of the little nuanced, unspoken rules that exist in the theater industry. And so I'm really excited to be joined today by Tyler and Kaisha, and Carol will be joining us as well. Like I said, she's coming from an audition, so she's working. And Kaisha is running to an audition after that, so she is working. And I think what's so special too is that, you know, um, something that I love on Actor Aesthetic is that I, I like to talk with people who are doing this and who are actually grinding and hustling and, and working in this industry. So without further ado, Tyler, Kaisha, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell me just a little bit about what you do and, and what's up today in this industry. Well, I guess I'm going first. <laughs> My name is Kaisha Hughley. I am at Kaisha Creates on TikTok, Instagram, Threads, and all of the other places. Uh, make sure you follow me on Threads. That is the priority at this point. Um, I create content about my life as an actor and also as a content creator. I make content about the shows I see and I also create content just about, you know, life living in New York City. So, hey. Hey. Hi. Uh, My name is Tyler Joseph Ellis. I feel like my mic is hot. Your mic is hot. That's okay. The hotter the better. Uh, I uh, make content, I'm at Tyler Joseph Ellis on my socials, and I make content also about theater, but more sketch comedy uh, and comedy videos, uh, and then occasionally a brand deal or a sort of random lifestyle video or or that kind of thing. But I really focus more on like scripted comedy videos Mm -hmm. uh, about theater and about the silliness that it is and how much I love it and how also strange it is. So I try to just excavate Stuff like that, excavate, that. and uh, and yeah, it's been like over three years of doing it, Crazy. which is what, right. what. So yeah, yes. that's what I do. Awesome. So between the two of you and me, and also Kara, who will be joining us, um, I did the math the other day, and we have a collective almost uh, over five hundred 
thousand followers between all of our different accounts. You know, we got between threads, which were <laughs> yeah. um, between threads. Uh, and you know, we've all been, I'm sure you as well, have been using social media casually for a very long time since it was introduced. I remember when I first was introduced to Instagram, I was just using it as a filter app. I was simply putting filters on my photos. And I wasn't p posting them publicly, just privately for myself <laughs> and saving them to my phone. Like that was the extent. Um, and you know, we've all been casually using social media, but I'd love to know between the two of you, what actually prompted you to start making content regularly? Mm. That's a really good question. Yeah. Well, it kind of started for me. I won an $80,000 wedding from a theater in 2015, and it was through a social media competition. And so when I won this wedding, I had to make like these videos in order to like qualified to be in the top three and all of these things and so after that um people started following me because i was on the news for winning this thing hmm. and i wasn't an actor yet <laughs> i was working for the government u.s department of state at the time and so i was like wait maybe i should like document a journey and then after winning the wedding from a theater it got me looking at theater a completely different way so i decided i was like you know what maybe i should like audition for something see if i could be like an actor so <laughs> I did, and I booked the lead role in the stage play, and that's kind of how I started my journey as an actor, and then I started documenting that online, because a lot of people feel like once you turn you know, 25, you can't do anything else. Like You need to stick to whatever you started with, and I was like, I'm 25, and I'm having to steal from Tyler a quarter-life crisis, and I need to really figure out, do I want to sit behind this desk? If, with the government for the rest of my life or do I want to take a chance on something that mm. could change my life and so I'm so glad that I did and I've been documenting my journey ever since Love it. I didn't know that I did not know that origin That's so story cool. yeah wow see we're all learning today I um, didn't start doing social media like I didn't approach you know making content really until the pandemic mm -hmm. Lovato so I was like I, the pandemic happened, I graduated college in 2020, so mm. virtually, and was doing a show professionally in my final semester of school, and then we were like two previews in, and then it was March 2020, Jeez. and I was like, no, and I then graduated, I like downloaded TikTok fully as a joke, and just to make my sister laugh, I was like, this app is for children, and then my sister's like, no, and I'm like, ha, ha, I like downloaded it. And then upon going on it and you know watching it, like yeah. the algorithm very quickly learned what I thought was funny, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is silly. And hmm. and because I was so creatively stifled, I you know graduating with a theater degree. So yes, graduated virtually. No, and uh, was was I was in a house with all um, boys, all theater majors. I was the only gay one. It's not a joke. Uh, and um, so all of them started like a cover band. All of them like sort of played instruments, and they and they were like, oh, like, really? you know, like to pass the time, let's like co cover some songs. I'm like, Ty, I want to join. I'm like, I'll do my own thing upstairs. Uh, I had no interest. So uh, my creative sort of outlet every day was maybe I would make a silly video a day, and it, it wasn't ever really theater related in the beginning. If you scroll all the way down, it's some weird stuff. Um, but then Don't I started making. You know, content about theater and then started um, making content with this character called that theater bitch and then um, that just began sort of the journey of oh this is repeatable yeah. which we're gonna get into strategy yeah. but I was like oh my god finally something repeatable something that I have um, that I have like a never-ending well of knowledge about and yeah. then it was just sort of like I think I'm gonna keep doing this consistently while doing a few day jobs 
in the time at the time just because I needed something creative or I would you know lose my mind. So right. that was. I love that. Um, and Kara too. We already talked with Kaisha. Uh, we were just w talking about you know what exactly catapulted you to a life where you actually are starting to make it regularly versus just like casually using Instagram, TikTok, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I know I have always liked making videos and um, if you dive like very deep <laughs> on YouTube, which I'm not encouraging you to do, but I'm not, <laughs> not encouraging you to do <laughs> there, I, when I was younger, I used to make write a lot of like mashups and medleys and covers yeah. when I was um, a little brunette, 14 year old with pixie cut and braces. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, and I always loved editing, you know, like the, the yeah. art of like editing and putting videos together. Um, and then I went to college and obviously that kind of took precedent. You're just so busy, I, I didn't have time to make this kind of, this, these kind of videos. And then I was working my day job in New York. I was working five days a week, you know, as we all do, so we can live here. Um, and I was like not getting any callbacks. I wasn't getting any comments. I was feeling so frustrated. And I was sitting on my break and I was like, I am in New York City in my 20s. Like this should be the best, these should be the best years of my life. So I don't know what's gonna change today, but something changes. And I posted that video, I made a video. I'd never really made a TikTok before. Mm. And it got like 40,000 views. I was like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> um, and the next day I booked my first job post-pandemic and that was Little Women, which is when I started making content more regularly. Yeah. And one thing led to another and I just kind of started documenting it and it made me really happy. It kind of gave me something that was creative and artistic that was helping me in my career and in my life, but that was mine. That was no one else's, it was only mine and it brought me so much joy. So I started making those videos and then I posted a self-tape. And it was just like a side and it was a wicked self-tape and it blew up and I'll forever have it pinned to my page because it was the first video that I ever had like really blow up. And yeah. I think that video specifically has kind of given me the platform I have today. Mm. I love that. You know, I was just about to ask what was the, you know, the pivotal video, piece of content, something that went viral or something that that really just took off, maybe surprisingly, your Wicked video, I'm sure that theater bitch, mm -hmm. right? Kreisha, what about you? All right. <laughs> so, I started on TikTok kind of doing cosplay, because I was yes, like- Yes, you did. This is something I should do during the pandemic. Like, I should just buy costumes you and did. then make videos. And so, I'm a big Hocus Pocus fan. And so, Sanderson was obviously the first choice oh for cosplay. God. So like, oh, oh wait, everything is content. So um, I was like, let me create something with Winifred Sanderson and like, let's do like a reveal. So it's like, what happens after some a virgin lights the black flame candle? And then I became Winifred Sanderson and that blew up. And, and it made, actually, no, that was about to be a lie. So that one. And then there was one more after that, shortly after for the inauguration. I made a... a video about all the coats that all of the yes. you know women had worn yes that video took me over i think ten thousand followers at the uh -huh. time and it made it possible for me to apply to the TikTok for black creators program yes, it did. because you had to have at least ten thousand followers to apply and at the time i had like seven thousand something mm -hmm. and so i was like i want to apply so bad i want to apply and i got them just in time before the application closed yeah so it worked out yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And you, theater bitch, right? Yeah, theater bitch was pretty. It was pretty theater much bitch. it. Yeah, that was the thing. Well, because yeah. that's when 
like uh, some people I had had been admiring yeah. were commenting on it. That's, that's always really cool when you're great. like someone. I'm like, wait a minute, that's really cool. So yeah, that was I want to say the first one. The first one that actually went viral, but it didn't like I don't think help me. Yeah. It was like a video where I I, so I was replying to a comment because someone's like, I think you your hair wants to part the other way. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, okay, this person commented and then like it cuts to me with my hair at the other part and it looks crazy and I'm like, <laughs> and then that just went, I'm like, of course TikTok like pushed that out, you know. But, um, but it was definitely, but I think that was just more of like a fluke. Yeah. Where, yeah. Do we have any actors in the house today? Anyone that's actors doing this? Actors in the house. Actors in the house. Actors in the house. Actors in the house. Yes. Awesome. Okay. She said. She said maybe. <laughs> oh, awesome. Cool. You know what's so awesome about social media is that there are there are certain things that we don't love, which we can talk about. There are certain things. There are certain negativities about it. There are certain stigmas about it. But something that is so wonderful is that it has brought us all here today. It has brought us here together today, and. Um, it has even given us opportunities that might not have come across our our you know desks unless we posted about it or posted something online. And so I love that we're able to talk to actors today because this is something that we can use to our benefit and it's free. It's literally free. And so I'd love to talk a little bit more about um, how are you thinking? Like, what is your process behind actually coming up with these ideas? You know, for me, my 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 like one video that started to really go viral for me was um, I was doing impressions of mm -hmm. Broadway singers yes. in shows that they wouldn't ever be in. For example, Patti Lapone in Mean Girls, which actually I would love to see. Um, yeah, me too. Right. So you know. A lot of what we do is about like thinking outside the box and really just going for it, especially with your sketch stuff too. Like just thinking about what what could what would an audience like to see online, and what would we like to see online? Mm -hmm. Like what do we actually gravitate towards as users of social media? Can any of you guys talk a little bit more about like what is your strategy? Do you just write down something on your notes app? Because that's what I do sometimes. Yeah, I can speak. I can speak on that. Cool. I know personally. I, my, the whole reason I started doing social media was that I wanted to be the person that I needed when I was 14. Like, mm. That was why I started it. I needed yep. to see someone doing what we do, being trying to be a working actor in this city who was also a person yeah. who had a job, who wasn't on the other side of things, mm. talking about how things used to be, but was going through things day to day, who was right. prioritizing herself and her own mental and physical health over all else. Like. I needed to see someone that was showing the, not the highest highs, but also the really low lows. Mm. And I think TikTok is cool because unlike Instagram, it's not a highlight reel. Or oftentimes, I mean, sometimes it can be depending mm. on what your account is and what it might look like. Um, so the question that I always ask myself is if something is happening and I feel comfortable enough to share it, I say, Does, did my 14-year-old self need to hear this? Mm. And I'll make it. Um, when it comes to that kind of content, when it comes to like, funny things or when it comes to just like random inspo, I yeah. do this thing where I will, if I have something coming up, so say like Broadway Con and I know yeah. it's gonna be there, I will like scroll and scroll and scroll and I'll save things and I'll send them to myself and then I'll write them down in my notes tablet. Okay, what do I wanna film today? Yeah. Um, but I also try and protect that because I think the second that you start feeling like you have to do something, it starts losing the joy. And yeah. so I try very adamantly and very vehemently to only make things that make me happy. Having been doing this for over three years, like it, I haven't posted, for example, like I haven't posted a, a new video in like a couple weeks because it's been like a busy few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's this guilt yeah. that's like that just you're is in like 
are people going to forget about me? Mm-hmm. I now have a, t- I literally just signed with an agency, and mm-hmm. I and I'm like, are they going to be like, you haven't been put, like, th- that is part of the sauce mm-hmm. as well. It's not all like, I get to make a video today. Sometimes it is a little bit, especially considering yeah. I do more sketch comedy videos, so I have to write it. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just me on my day-to-day, which I could do, but like that, again, doesn't bring me joy. So I'm like, okay, I want to make people laugh, but oh my God, that takes some effort. And sometimes I wake up thinking I'm not wanting to write a funny video about theater. Like, and that's, yeah. you know, so that is sort of what I'm dealing with right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. here on this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm away this weekend, so I can't make a video, like that kind of thing. <laughs> that is part of what you're signing up for a little bit. Just like, that's just part of it, it's part of it. Um, but for me, I always, I've had a notes app that's been ongoing since the beginning. And I haven't scrolled all the way down in a while, so it's perhaps one I should. App. It's, it's one, one singular, singular note. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, so it's just like, I'll have an idea, which is great because then every single good and bad idea is in one place. Yeah. And I can access it without internet. I can access, you know, it's that kind of thing. I could be on a, like a, a plane with no service and I can still have access to it. So it's not like a Google, Google Doc where I like sort of screw myself back in it. So it's just there and uh, it's so helpful for me. It's a it, it's a great um, positive feedback loop. I went to school because I yeah. if you I see I love seeing theater so much. I try to see a lot of theater. And um, it also just gives me, because not only do I love seeing it, but it gives me a lot of ideas for videos because I make a specific and very like niche so I'll see something in a play, I'm like, genius. So at intermission, I'll be writing it down. So that's sort of my process. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always a feeling, I don't know if y'all, there's, uh, you'll ha- an idea will come that you know is a really good idea. Yep. And it just like makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And you kind of can't wait to make it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so we, we, I think as creators, we chase that feeling. And when you have, like, it's like, oh my god, that is genius. Like, or you see an audio and you're like, I have the most unique and original way to use an audio. Like, that feels really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, you chase the feeling of knowing something's a really good idea. Because ultimately, my only North Star, and this is my biggest piece of advice when it comes to making content, is if you think it's good, someone else is going to think it's good. The second you post something that you're feeling iffy about and it doesn't do well, that hurts way more than posting something you know is good and it doesn't do well because you're like, great, on to the next one. I'm happy with, because you have to keep thinking as actors, at any point a casting director can just be like, and then scroll. You kind of want to make sure all of them at least highlight you or are good. If you throw something away just because you want to post something that day, like, don't do that. Like, take the day off. I think that's like my biggest piece of advice, and I rambled, but those are my That's okay, we'd love to hear it. How about you, Kaisha? You know, I really love and appreciate this question because I think it has been a while since I have had the time and space to create Mm. the things that I really love creating. Mm -hmm. I think it is a really difficult balance to create something you really love creating and will your audience like it? Mm. Like, will they respond to it? Mm. And when their response to it is because of a, you know, is important because it's a paid deal, that makes it even more, you know, complicated. And so um, recently I've been trying to balance, you know, paid brand deals and all of these things with just things I create for the sake of the love for it. And, you know, my therapist brought up a really good point. Um, she was like, you know, everything you do in your life is work. Like, oh my content God, yeah. creation mm-hmm. used to be a hobby. It used to be the thing that I did for fun. And now it is very much, you know, because I do it professionally, and now is very much a thing that is that is work. And I have lost a lot of the hobby of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find that. 
I once did a series called Living Legends where I highlighted a black artist or creative every day during the month of Black History Month talking about why they were a living legend. And I love doing curated content like that, but it requires research, it requires scripting, time, filming, all of that. And I haven't had time to do something like that in a long yeah. time because when I I'm, I go to see theater a lot, I'm in theater almost every night of the week. And so making vlogs about that and then paid deals that come in between, I really haven't had a moment to think about what do I want to make just for the sake of making it for me. Yeah. And I I want more of that. And thank you for that question because yeah. I'm going to figure this out. Maybe not today, but it's helpful. She's going to figure it out. <laughs> She's going to figure it out. Well, I'll help you too. Go to thank the next you. panel where we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Called Figuring It Out. <laughs> just us <laughs> brainstorming. <laughs> Figuring it out. Yeah. Um, so we talked about you know our process for deciding what exactly to post on social media. Um, what do you, as users of social media, like to like to see? What do you like to see? Threads. Threads. Um. <laughs> this is not a sponsored ad for Threads or Mark Zuckerberg. It's literally the way I can't stop talking about Threads. Oh my I just god, love it so much. Like. I don't know. Maybe it's because you don't have to use hashtags and you kind of can just say whatever you want. I feel so unhinged and free. And I just, I don't know. I just love Can threads. I say something on that too? Yes. Um, you know what's so fun about social media now versus maybe social media in 20, I don't know, 2013, 14, 15, is that it, it has this unhinged quality about yes. it. Where, you know, that's something that I love to see at least, is to see people just being like real, just being like real humans and not perfect and not pretty and like not, um, I, the reason why I created, I made the name Actor Aesthetic was because um, my roommate at the time at school loved that word, aesthetic, which is so funny now because I literally can't spell it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and it was something at the time, that word was so pretty to me because aesthetically pleasing, like, oh my gosh, how pretty is everything? It's just all perfect and put together. And now what I love about social media is that it does not need to be perfect and pretty. And in fact, so much of what we see online gets our attention because it's just real. It's just real humans being themselves and like being quirky and unique. What about you guys? What do you love to see? Dogs. That's me too. Me too. My, me too. Is that your for you page? That's my whole, well, it's so funny you say chaos because if you look at all of my liked posts, none of them have anything to do with theater. They're all just no. like dogs or like absolutely <laughs> absurd things happening. Um, because I'm such, I feel like, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but when sometimes I scroll because I'm looking for content, Yeah. And I scroll and I'm like, I'm looking for sounds, I'm looking for what's trending, I'm looking for ideas, um, which sounds crazy because it is. Um, but sometimes I find that I find the most joy and I find the best ideas when I'm just scrolling for enjoyment yeah. mm -hmm. and I see people being humans yeah. and doing just the silliest, most random things. I love that. Because I think it makes you human, yeah. you know? Yeah. What I do you like? I like when I laugh. I love to yes. giggle. I love to giggle. There are the funniest people on social media, and so many of them don't necessarily, like, it's fun. Do they fake, fake do they know they're funny? Uh, sometimes they sometimes do, they sometimes do. they don't. They sometimes don't. it's like comedians, like, um, like there's a comedian like, um, uh, Veronica is cool, or, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of these comedians that are, I've watched, I've, since they've had zero followers, and I'm like, they come across my career page because it's my exact sense of humor. Yeah. And I love seeing 
it's um, become a really special time for comedians because every generation has sort of a stepping stone into the comedy world. Mm -hmm. And it used to be Upright Citizens Brigade, it used to be UCB, which is the improv school where everyone that is sort of, sort of in the generation above us is went through. And now I'm like, our UCB is social media. Like, yeah. do, are you making videos on social media? Oh and it's gosh. so fun watching my comedian friends. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's with my content, it is comedy content, and yeah. so it's a, there's a lot of crossover. So uh, and watching them rise to the ranks and begin to get on higher and higher shows and begin to start working on shows like Late Night, and then that kind of thing, or some of them writing on SNL now. It's like yeah. it's like that, and seeing all of us coming from the same place. It's the community of it. Um, so I always look for the next funny person because the algorithm just like works in terms of comedy. They yeah. know the sense of humor so well, so everything comes across my food page. I look to get goal. I love that that we can be authentic and fun and human. What are some misconceptions that uh, you know now being in the social media space and also being performers uh, about doing this um, a lot, doing it consistently? What are some misconceptions or myths about about this? Um, I think a big myth is that you make a lot of money yeah. fast. Mm. It's not the case. The, um, we are, I, all three, I can say it, we've all had the privilege of getting brands or, mm -hmm. or, or show or something to reach out and then perhaps you get monetary you know, stuff from it, which is really, really nice. But that, um, on the other side of that, for people to trust you with um, you know their money, that you have to sh you know have the work to show for it. So consistency, engagement is huge. You can mm -hmm. post it all you want, but if no one's engaging with the content, no brands can want to want to work with you. So it takes it took me a couple of years before brands seriously started you know being like, oh, you're a viable like we understand who your audience is because you spent so much time garnering it. So you don't make a lot of money yeah. doing it, at least not for a while. Um, at least in my case. So. Um, yeah, I think that's a big misconception. Being like, oh my god, you must like be rolling in it. I'm like, rolling in what? Like, <laughs> uh, so that so you still have to find other sources of income. If you're lucky enough to be able to start doing it, yeah. you know, full time, then that like go off. But um, you don't just. It's not just like a never ending wealth. Uh, mm. There's not like a, a secret <laughs> door that you know, it's, it's just money and I get to live my dream life. Not yeah. quite. Um, and it takes a lot. That's I think that's a big misconception, money wise. Yeah. I think it's also something I I've learned. Um, a small part of my income, which is crazy, um, and such a privilege, gosh. Um, I always say, like, social media is the reason I could buy my family Christmas presents this year for the first time. Like, it was, it was really exciting. Um, but anyways, I, um, I think something that I've learned is that it's also very isolating. Um, I, you know, I'm in a place where I'm very lucky that I work about, like, three nights a week. Um, and there will be some weeks where, or some days, where I'm just home. Yeah. And my brain is constantly moving, thinking like, well, you should be posting this, you have to be posting this, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I find myself kind of isolating myself. You know, I'll just be in my home, I won't push myself to go do anything. Um, and I won't push myself to be with people. Because a lot of times, you know, the, in the business of what we do, we are our own brand, and what we mm. do is we work for ourselves. Um, and so I have found that, like, keeping something like having a waitressing job is essential for me because it provides me with this structure that I need in my mm. human interaction. I think that mm. is something that I'm still really learning how to do because yeah. yeah. it is, it, it, you, it can be so isolating if yeah. you let it. Especially when it's colder out. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, when it's a winter, it was my first winter because I grew up in California. I went to school in California and then moved here in October. So I was like, oh, and I, I would go days without leaving because mm -hmm. I'd be like, well, it's cold mm. and I could be making videos inside. So thank you for saying that, Kara. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I work, my nine to five, I work from home. And so since I work from home, I'm a content creator. The only time I'm really going out of the house is if I have an audition or if I'm going to see a show. Yeah. And you really, community is so important because if you don't have it, you can fool around and like, be alone a lot of the time. And that is definitely something that, you know, I'm observing and like, okay, we can address this girl. Um, another thing that I think is a maybe misconception is just how much it costs to be a content creator. And I don't mean like just buying equipment or like how much you spend monetarily. I mean like what it costs you as a human being. Um, the amount of like hate that I've received on social media has, been appalling um, sometimes you know a part of my brand is really talking about creating access for people yeah. and also a bit of activism or activism whatever you want to call it and advocating for things that I think are important but when you start talking about those subjects online it gets a very specific response I've had people say all kinds of things about me my family saying they hope that I die I mean if you have someone say that to you, even if you don't know them, it, it affects you. Yeah. It affects your mental health. Um, and when you talk about things that are going on in the news, it's just like, oh my goodness, like I didn't know what's gonna get this kind of response. You're always gonna have someone, whether it's a heavy topic or a light one, someone that is going to disagree with you. And so being a content creator does come at a cost. Like there are a lot of benefits to it. I enjoy it, I have a lot of fun, but there are times where I'm like, I literally can't be on this platform because people are forgetting that I'm also a person. Yeah. I think we're not, human beings are not built for the level of, you know, outreach that social media can give us. I mean, we're not meant to have hundreds of thousands of people like commenting on your appearance or mm -hmm. what you're putting out in the world. It's a very strange thing that our brains aren't built for. So yeah. you really have to take care of yourself. Yeah, yes. how, do you, how do you find that you are able to protect yourself? How do you protect yourself That's from a that? Great Especially question. since we, yeah. you know, we have young, young people here yeah. as well. Yeah. What is something that helps you then? I love the block button. I love the block button. I love the delete button. Love it. And um, yeah, I, I love it. And I've had some people, like, like, I, like you said, like I've had people go to the craziest lengths to say some of the most terrible things you could ever say to a person. Um, and so something that I, I remind myself of is that like those people are incredibly insecure and it's really hard to remind yourself of that. Yeah. So to protect my face, I delete yeah. and I block. If you are going to say something nasty just to be nasty, I don't want that on there. Yeah, you're on your account anywhere near me. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really okay. Yeah. yeah. I think also too, like taking the time away, um, sometimes it's hard for me to like even say that because I know that taking the time to away for some people is a privilege because if you yeah. have paid deals that you are contractually obli obligated to do, you have to show up and do those things. But outside of that, I would say if you could take time to just literally be off the platforms, you know, it had been a while, um, a few weeks back where I hadn't just been on social media for a single day and I didn't go on for one day and I was like, wow, I'm so happy. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, is this happiness? I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And it just shows that while these things, we love them so much, they do take, you know, a toll on us. And so taking some time to wait to, away so that we can really appreciate it when we yeah. come back is also important. Yeah. 
For me, I have been very, very specific about what I'm using the platforms for, and yeah. I don't really show myself on the platforms. I I play characters. Yeah. I do com I do comedy. I don't have the courage these women have. I know that if I were like, hi, get ready for me for an audition, or mm -hmm. here's a self tape that I did. Though I think absolutely my 14 year old self would have wanted to see that, I can't, I don't have the courage. I, I can't let people, if people want to get to know me, they have to get to know me in person or they get to know me when I'm on a late night talk show. Like yeah. they, <laughs> right. I, they, so for me, I'm, I'm, my approach to social media is very different than, That's okay. you know, the, and the normal, and I definitely keep it at arm's length in terms of how close I let myself get to it. Yeah. So a lot of people, it's so funny, because when I meet, like, fans and people, they're like, oh, I, I was worried you are gonna be so mean because of, like, your theater, <laughs> your theater senior <laughs> videos, and I'm like, oh my god, like, no, like, so that's too bad that I can't, like, control that. But at the same time, it's like, then I'm like, oh, what a surprise it is then to meet me in person. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not, like, a complete douche, but, um, so yeah, that's my approach. And so you can also be successful on the platform and have your boundaries in terms of what you're able to give of yourself yeah. but I think the courage that these three have is like but can then you see how growth how many people how your content really changes people's lives mm -hmm. or I think my content is more like I love making someone laugh yeah. and those are both completely amazing goals uh, going into making content it doesn't need it can be anything you want it to be and that's why it's so great yeah so um yeah, yeah I I'm the most I'm we're both cancers. Yeah, Are you a cancer? I'm a Libra. Libra. Okay. Oh, that doesn't that. Oh, whoa, you just completely wow. are a Libra. And what's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. An Aquarius. Ooh. Stunning. Wow. Just on my cancer ass, like, I, I, I can't take it. <laughs> if someone comments something mean on my video, being like, not funny, I'm like, I don't care. But if someone's like, I hate you to your core, I, would, I think that I wouldn't be able to do it. You know what, though? Mm -hmm. That's really helpful to hear because that's actually something that I'm going through right now is like, in what capacity do I want to share my personal life? Mm -hmm. And what capacity, when I started After Aesthetic, even though I was sharing my, my life, you know, auditioning and working, I was not sharing the other side of things where I was going to like, you know, hanging out with my family and like spending time with my sister and, and going to Eagles games and like doing different things that like made me, you know, happy. And then I separated the two, then I had Actor Aesthetic and Maggie Barra, my personal account. And then I realized, oh wow, there's this other world that I've kind of been hiding because I've been hiding behind Actor Aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting to me is hearing the three of you and how your boundaries have just changed and, and, and grown over time, especially during the pandemic and beyond, because you're finding out what you're comfortable with. And that's okay. If you don't want to be sharing about your personal life or about your struggles, that's okay. If you want to and you feel as though your 14-year-old self would love that, people will love that and people will really appreciate that. All three of these humans have changed people's lives because of what they've shared online and also what they've not shared online and what they've kept private. That is up to you. That is really your goal and your, your priority is, is what makes you feel safe and comfortable and, of course, how you want to use the app. It's all up to you, right? Yes. Yeah. And to yeah. kind of piggyback off that, like I joke that I share my literal whole life on that app but I don't. I've been in a relationship for six years and I, I keep that completely off social media. You have to have boundaries. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that I don't show that I don't ever talk about because having those things is incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, is there, going on the opposite side of things now, um, how has social media positively impacted your career specifically? Oh my God. Oh my God. Has, it, has it gotten you an audition? Has it gotten you a job? Has it gotten you a brand deal? I need to talk about it. Well, I appreciate your questions. Yeah. Ryan's just absolutely killing it. Is because 
it's so easy to see the positives because those, that's the things that we share. So I, so that's why we've been like, okay, but this is like the reality of it. But I'm so glad that we get to get into the fun of because y'all, it has completely changed all of our lives. The theater community in the content creator space mm -hmm. is like so special and, and more people are entering it every single day and you, and you meet everyone and some of them are in this room. So it's, it's very cool. So for me, every single opportunity I've had in the last three years is, can directly be like back to uh, content creation, That's whether it be great. like some of my best friends, with uh, auditions I've gotten, jobs I've gotten. I just had my first solo show in New York City. Yeah. Uh, yes! and it was so fun and incredible, and it and like sold out in a week. And it was like wow. what? Like so it was in and my guests, like some people that I had admired that are now friends, and it, it's just it's very very cool. And I mentioned I just signed with my literal dream agency because social. Oh, here's an example of how you can do it. So the social team reached out, wow. and I was like, oh my god, amazing. And then they're like, but we know performing and everything is a huge priority, so let's get theatrical on, on, on board. And I'm like, perfect. So now yes. I have a team of six people from social and theatrical wow. working for me. And that, I, I just think acting alone, I haven't had enough experience to, for this agency to reach out to me and be like, let's do this. But it was social media that got me in the door. And that's the magic of it, because um, like I don't share my self tapes. I don't share that kind of thing because it, again, it makes me like I. If someone said one bad thing about it, I would like quit the industry. But um, <laughs> but people because of my content, people can tell I'm funny. People can tell I can write. People can tell I can act because I'm like being I'm acting sort of in my content. So it's secretly mm. been a little bit of a of a of a reel that's like that you can just um, scroll through. So um, it's completely changed everything, and I thank it every day in my over three year ago self for just deciding to do it because I probably wouldn't even be in New York yet. I was in LA and I was so scared to move here because it felt so, so real, but I was like, it was time. Um, so yeah, it, it, the list goes on and on I, of how much it's changed my life. And I got to meet all of you guys. Yeah, yes. How about y'all? So I don't know if I can say that social media has had a specific impact on my acting career mm -hmm. as of yet, mainly because I do share about you know my journey as an actor, but I share about it to a certain extent, and so it hasn't translated into like an audition or a job or anything like that. But that has kind of been on purpose, just because I don't want something I see on social media to make it possible for me not to be hired for something. Yeah. Um. So I kind of in some ways keep those worlds a little separate but i'm starting to share a little bit more i'm doing a series that's 100 days to becoming a better actor where i'm just sharing about little things that i do every day to help me just like fall back in love with the craft because if you're an actor you know it gets to be a little frustrating and so i'm in a little frustrating phase and i'm like let me do something before i quit um and so this whole series is helping me to keep it together if i'm just being honest um and it's interesting because that really got me. <laughs> no, but literally though, like sharing, like sharing about you know the little things that I'm doing has helped me to see that it's more than just obsessing about one part of yeah. being an actor. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Today's day eleven. So
I, I think about it, I've actually been thinking about it very frequently on the train, and I was texting my dad, and I was like, God, I remember when he would come to New York, and I would dream, I would like listen to Astonishing, and start crying in the car, <laughs> because I wanted to live here so bad, yeah. and I would dream about it, and I'm like, oh my God, like, like I'm doing it. This app has given me not only these opportunities professionally, but personally, it's given me people that will be in my life the rest of forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. a year, my birthday was July 1st, cancer, and I, last year, my boyfriend was like, do you want to throw a party? And I was like, I don't have enough friends. Like, it would be really sad. Um, and this year, I, like, looked back, and I remembered that, and there are people in my life that will be at my wedding. It's given me such a community of, yeah. of people, which is so hard in New York, to, like, making adult friends. Gosh, it's so, so hard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, I... I, I have no words for it, and I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. Just how much it's literally changed my life yeah. in every way. In such a short period of time. It's, it's crazy. Because you look back and you're like, oh, what? No, it's, it's so fast. It happens. I mean, that's how social media is. Yeah. Anything that we have done really only has spanned over the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. You know, during the pandemic, maybe a little bit before. Um, and something that's really awesome about that is that it can you can literally, if you've never posted before on any of these apps, on Instagram, on TikTok, if you don't even know what Threads is yet, which it just came out like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. so get, get on it and follow Kaisha. <laughs> uh, you know, even if you haven't, even if you're brand new to this world, you can post one thing every month and, and find out what you like and what you don't like and what inspires you and what feels weird to put out there. You can take that off, you can, not, you can remove that from your world, that's okay. But you never know who could come across it. Um, I had a couple of, of auditions that spawned out of random videos that I posted on TikTok uh, last year. I got a reading, I got a, a, a professional reading from some director saw something that I posted on social media. Which means that you also want to be careful about what you're posting too. You want to be careful. I talk about this a lot. I do like um, social media workshops for college programs. And this is a very important question that a lot of people have, which is what is the line between what I want to share versus what maybe I shouldn't be putting out there in the world. And what I'll say to this, what I'll say to that is this, and you guys can, can yeah. talk about this as well, is you have the freedom to put anything out there that you want to put out there. You literally can put anything that you want out there, but know that someone will see it. Even if you think you are private on social media, even if you think you only have a couple of friends following you, what's so awesome and a little bit you know, overwhelming is that, for example, an app like TikTok now has, you know, has a, an algorithm that works where someone can see your, your, your stuff, your content, without even following you. And now Instagram is falling in line as well. So now you can post a reel on Instagram and someone can see it. And they don't even have to be following you. Whereas maybe yeah. five, six years ago, that was yeah. not the case, even if you were private, right? So now you have this world where you can do whatever you want, which is really awesome and really cool. And you can have directors and casting directors and agents and people see your stuff that you might, you might live out in Texas and maybe someone in New York saw your stuff and wants to call you in for an audition. You never know. And that can be the product of social media. However, you do want to be careful of what you, about what you are posting. And you want to pick and choose your battles. If there's something that, you know, for example, if something is happening in the world that you're really passionate about, 
go for it. Share it, promote it, do whatever it is that makes you feel like you're, you know, you're actively promoting and, and advocating, but also know that someone will see it and that's okay. If someone decides that they don't want to work with you because they saw something that you posted, if you're confident in what you posted, you don't want to work with them anyway. Yeah. You know? What do you guys have to say about that? I, and on the other side of that, I, a lot of, because all of us see so much theater, I'm often asked like, oh my God, you should post reviews. Mm. And I'm like, nope, because <laughs> like, here's no. the thing. I keep my opinions to myself. That I'm not a critic. I I, yeah. I don't have you know a degree in, in theatrical criticism, and I have my opinions. And I think I yeah. see enough theater to have relatively you know good opinions yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> um, but but I had never said ever on my page anything bad about anyone in the industry, anyone anything bad about mm -hmm. a show, even like it, if it's. Uh, not even to be the butt of a joke. The butt of a joke is often the character I'm playing. They're the mm -hmm. butt because that's safe and that's padded and I know that I can take, uh, I can be the butt of the joke. The thing is, this happens. If you say something, if you're on just rambling, if you're trying to be an actor in particular, if you're rambling about how much you hated a show, how much you hate a specific actor, oh my God, fuck this actor, you know, whatever, that people don't forget that. And before you know it, Someone who was a casting assistant on the show that you were trashing is gonna be the casting director five years from now and never forget about that thing that you said about a project that they liked and cared about and worked on. And then it's like, well, I don't want you doing the same thing about this show, so mm. screw it. Like, that happens a lot. People don't forget the way you make them feel. So if you wanna post stuff and be a reviewer, amazing. But if you're also trying to act, be real careful because you don't want to make any enemies. This industry and what we're finding every single day, it's the tiny, the amount of people I've run into in this building, it is the tiniest <laughs> industry in the world. It is so, New York is the smallest big city in the world, yeah. and theater industry is the smallest industry in the smallest big city of the world. So, so my whole thing is be real careful about the things you decide to pan, especially for laughs and views. If everyone's saying something bad about an actor, it's bad about an actor, even if it's someone who's sort of universally disliked, and is hop on, you want to hop on the bandwagon because maybe that'll get you views and it's trending, try to be the bigger person and, and get more creative because you don't want to make any enemies. And it's so true. This world is so small, and mm -hmm. we're all reminded of it every single day. Um, and you know, I can think of, like, there are people that come to mind that I know, like, there's this kind of this trend on TikTok that people will be like, this isn't about anyone specifically, but I'll go, no, I, I, but it is. I think that was. And I know something that, something that I struggle with a lot, kind of tied back to what you said um, about like not posting like a lot of performance footage. Yeah. Now that I know what eyes are on my content, yeah. mm -hmm. I, oh, I don't post nearly as much. Yeah. I used to, I mean, my whole platform, I, I really built on so many, so many videos of me performing and singing. And now I will watch a video 32 times, sleep on it, watch it another 50 times, and then next week I'll go back to it and decide that maybe it's okay to post. Um, because it does have that power. Um, because you never know who's going to see it. And I say that about you know people giving their own criticism and people yeah. saying things. You know, I, I can there are there are people that come to mind that I think, oh my like I or I'll see videos and be like, gosh, that might come back to bite him in the butt one day. Um, so while it is such like an open vessel to kind of speak your mind. You, you have to be goal-oriented in what you post and yeah. know your audience and know that your audience can be anyone. Mm -hmm. One thing, like when I want to share about auditions I'm going to, yeah. I, for one, I never name the project. 
I first of all, I want that engagement. Guess your life away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you what it is. Even if you guess it, I'm not saying it. So that's number one. But I'm gonna film it the days that I do it. But I'm gonna post it weeks later. You will never figure it out unless you happen to see Pearl sign in the background with what was auditioning that day, and then you figure it out that way. Well, good for you. You deserve to figure it out. But other than that, like I'm not. I, I try to post it out of time because if. For example, there's a callback process going on and I'm sharing about it as it's happening. I could then be creating a precedence for other actors that like, mm. oh, well, she had a callback today, so then maybe am I getting one? And I don't want to mess with anybody's yeah. process because it's already enough of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, exactly. So I'm like, mm, we want to just post this after the fact. And weeks later, I still have videos from Jane from audition <laughs> season that I haven't posted. And yes, I have one on Winter Coat, but y'all gonna get this content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, we have about five more minutes left, so we have maybe like room for one or two questions from the audience. If anyone has any questions, yeah, please. Um, did you guys have to do like experimenting to like figure out what your niche was and like how TikTok would get your content out? Because I'm having this problem where, like, I have videos that get big, like, not correct, but everyone was like, 7 million views. Period! Okay! Insane. But anyway, <laughs> so, but all of my videos are, like, of, like, the most random things. Yeah. Like, I have the theater one, and then I have, like, Summer I Turned Pretty, and, like, all the, like, just random stuff. And so I haven't been able to, like, really, like, build a brand or, like, a name for myself because of that. So how did you guys, but I also feel like I get bored if I stuck to one thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys like sort of navigate that and like figure out what your thing is? Yeah, I just talked about this a little bit in the panel I was on earlier. So if you heard that, read thread. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? See what I did there? Okay, so <laughs> I changed my handle to Kaisha Creates in 2018 because yeah. I wanted to create a platform where I could talk about everything that I create. I create so many different things, not just like on stage or content, but Mm -hmm. like my life is being created as I'm living it. So even though a big portion of my content is theater related, I'm the niche. People come to me because Kaisha creates. Yes, yes, yes. I should have recorded that. That was so good. That would have been a great clip for social shame on me. But I think that is something to think about. Like, do you want to create, I mean, there are so many like specific like niche accounts that I go to for certain things. Like I can't even think of my girl's name right now, but she does ASMR and I need to see her cleaning videos once a week. I need it. So, and I'm not going to watch a vlog if she posts it. I'm going to be weirded out. I'm like, where is this, the scrubbing brush? Like what is going on? Where is so, like, you know what I'm saying? But then there are people who you follow no matter what they talk about, you just want to see them. Yeah. So I think you got to think about what kind of brand do you want to have and then just kind of build it out from there. I can't give better advice than what you said. Literally, no. Yeah, that's great. You know, oh, yeah, one more. Um, yes, I was wondering, um, how do you get over the mental block and maybe insecurities when you want to post? I feel like I'm a confident person, but I want to expand my theater brand onto, like, Instagram, like, where yeah. people see it that aren't theater people, per se. Like, how do you get over that, oh, it's going to be cringy, but I'm going to post it anyway? That's a really good yeah. question, and I had a really hard time also moving to Instagram because I was like, that's where my friends and family follow. Yeah. So I was like, TikTok, I got to sort of one that was like a separate slow, thing. Honestly. Um, but really, <laughs> once I started posting on Instagram, you just have, once you bite the bullet and do it, like your loved ones will support you regardless. And 
um, engage and all that stuff. And the thing is, like what Maggie was saying, they'll push it out to people that don't know you. So once I made that switch, it was actually pretty quick growth because I had so much stuff already. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is, I think waiting is totally fine and amazing. And because you figured out maybe a little bit of your voice and what content you like making, you get to come a more fully formed and polished version of yourself to, to Instagram and meet, and everyone can meet you where you're at there. So mm -hmm. I know there is a mental block, but I promise it's just like, post it and it's gonna feel cringy because the people you grew up with are seeing it and you're like, that's not in the audience that I wanted. But they'll, they'll, that, they'll get over it and so many more people will find you that way. So. And the people that love you will love your content. Yeah, and exactly. They'll you. And the people that are like, what the heck is this? Whatever. And those people probably don't create content. Yeah, they, they don't know. They don't understand. And if they're probably jealous that you have the confidence to do that. Yeah, you absolutely need to have the confidence. And two, what's what's exciting is that like, you know, sometimes it's better to just get it out there rather than be perfect about it. There's a really great great quote that I'm missing right now in my brain, but it has something to do with along the lines like it's better just to get that stuff out there and to get your work out there than to be perfect. Otherwise, you'll have this mental block forever mm -hmm. and you'll never post anything at all. And then the fear and the anxiety of posting will just be like, oh, it's too much. An object in motion will stay in motion. An object is that, what, is that what I was looking for? Well, it's just for? inertia. It's just like it's just like it's. it's it, it, the longer you wait, the harder it's, it's going to be to like push it. That's but once you do it, and it's going to like, um, I actually a lot of TikToks I get also are like drains being cleared. That's sort of what it is. It's like oh, it's like it's like oh my god, this is so uncomfortable. And then before you know it, the water's going to flow again. So I think that's sort of the image exactly. that I can give you. It's 2.15, we're about almost finished, and I just wanted to leave us off by saying thank you to all of you for joining us today. Um, and again, if you'd like to follow us, go down real quick and just say where everyone can follow you. Yeah, you can follow me anywhere and everywhere. It's just my full name, Cara Rooster Petrel. It starts with a C. <laughs> you can follow me at Kaisha Creates. That is K-A-I-S-H-A. You can follow me on Threads. On Instagram and on YouTube and on Threads. You can call me at Tyler Joseph Ellis everywhere. It's Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, that theater bitch baby. That's me, babe. That's me. Yeah, you can follow me anywhere. And you can follow me at Maggie Vera anywhere. B E R A. Just one R. I wish I was related to Yogi Vera, but I'm not. And also at Actor Aesthetic. All right, friends. Thank you.